Hey everybody, welcome back to the <laughs> Triangle Man Man Manga Review Podcast. Hey, you remembered what it was. Yeah, I know, it's very rare. I, did you want me to just come up with fake names from now on? I can do that. No, I like the name we have, unless people have better options, but I think it's good. I mean, I was looking over it the other day and just seeing it, I was like, it, it's got a nice ring to it. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I mean, I put a lot of effort. I, I saw a triangle, and we review anime. It's good. That's... And manga, don't forget. Yeah, and manga, on occasion. We've been so, done. yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. So, I guess we're back. I get bored of saying that every time we come back, but it feels like it feels like it's been forever. Well, I've been looking at our, our episodes and how often. Um, the last couple of times, it was like two or three weeks. I think this month, this time will be about a month gap. Um, well, we had a lot going on. We don't really have a, a straight laced like uh, pattern. It is we try to do it at least once a month, or at most one, at least once a month. We like to do it, you know, a little bit more often. But you know, life kind of gets in the way. Um, it's summer, so we're getting out and doing more stuff. Um, I'm getting a new job. Uh, you've been doing a lot of stuff with yeah. your uh, girlfriend, so it's just uh, life yes. gets in the way. But oh, you know, yeah. we're enjoying stuff. Lots, right? lots of stuff. Lots of good stuff. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a good time. I but uh, things get busy, you know. Also, also we've been doing conventions, so that plays a factor as well. Yes, we were able actually to get at the end of May on Memorial Day weekend. We actually got back out to Animazement in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, so Animazement is the, I guess, the local con here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I, I want to say it's the biggest one in North Carolina. Um, I'm so sure there's one in Charlotte that we're not I think there is, but I guarantee you this is the biggest one. Um, but it's a three, four-day event. And yeah, you, myself, and our buddy Kevin actually got to go out there for at least two, three days. Yep. And uh, got to enjoy that. Take in all the cosplay and everything else. Yeah, all the cosplay, the merch, the act, the, the aroma the lovely aroma. <laughs> the aroma. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we were. Uh, that that's probably the biggest highlight of the last couple of weeks is we were actually able to get back out because because of COVID we weren't able to go the last two years. Honestly, right? honestly, my highlight of that was we found that bubble tea place and I'm like fucking that's true. addicted. We had a good time there. Oh my yeah. god, I'm just fucking addicted to bubble tea now. But I think overall we were just ready to get back out. I know we talked about it in the previous uh, episode. We. We were really hype about it because I think the biggest thing is just having that community of, you know, anime, manga, slash maybe Japanese culture-loving people is great. I don't know. Well, and it's just really hard after you've been away from people for so long. Granted, you know, do you think, do you feel like more people realize that they should wear deodorant? Because it actually didn't seem that bad this year, but maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I you never it wasn't want... as hot as usual. I'll give you that, but maybe maybe people have realized when they're they've made to be inside and they can't go out all the time because of COVID. They're like, man, I smell. Yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, it's hard enough to breathe in this mask without the smell. With Correct. The, yeah. No, a lot of us had masks. They did require masks, so maybe that's why it wasn't as bad. But yeah, I mean, I think after COVID and after being away from everybody for so long, this was a nice kind of get back together, see everybody, hang out, and then. Remember what it's all about, all the fun. <laughs> I had fun. I, I I always love it when we're we're just walking down the hallway and like, is that who's that character? What is that? Oh guy? yeah, just just like the random. Oh gosh, that that, that this. Who like... the fuck was the fish in the box? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I still don't know, and I'm and I'm upset about it. Um, but anyway. But yeah, even from the get go, so like 
we, we do this, this thing of as soon as we get there, we try to do some bets on the over-unders on cosplay. So as you know, most conventions have a lot of people who come in cosplay um, as their favorite characters or characters in their, um, you know, in their favorite animes and mangas. And uh, every time we get there before, while we're lining up ready to get inside, um, we try to set up this over-under on the amount of popular uh, characters. So like... The first day we had pretty basic stuff like we had Deku from My Hero or Luffy obviously from One Piece. We had Nezuko from uh, um, Demon, Slayer. Demon Slayer. We had Tanjiro from Demon Slayer, and we actually had a Dark Horse every week, every day. And that first day's Dark Horse, Dark Horse was Anya from uh, Spy, Spy Family. Family. So you know we did little fun things like that, and um, it was a. Uh, I mean, like Logan said, we had little moments where we're like, oh my god, there's another one. And we I'm actually blown away by how many Spy Family cosplayers there were. Well, guess what? It wasn't a lot of Anya. It was a lot of your. Well, <laughs> we, did have more, we did have more Anyas than expected. So the well, over-under was two and a half. So the way over-unders work is you, you give a number and you bet whether you're saying you're, there's going to be over more so more than you expect and under more than expected. Which is why you do the half. That right. way you don't end up, you don't on, end up on a whole number. Right? Yeah. So right. two and a half, which means if you say the over, you're saying three or more. If you say the under, you say two at most. Does, wait, does this count as us teaching children how to gamble? We're not saying to put any money on this. <laughs> Children shouldn't be listening to our show to begin with. <laughs> fucking fucking kids can do whatever they want. Fuck the kids. All right. Anyway. Not like that. But, uh, yeah, so two you and a half, You're going to get us in trouble with the FBI. All right. Anyway. The FBI. You're combining work and pleasure now. <laughs> FBI? Oh, my God. All right. But anyway, two and a half. We only ended up with two Anyas, which is still impressive when you think about it. Spy Family being a relatively new anime. And even as popular as it is, I was very impressed seeing two. It is a good thing we didn't pick yours, though. Because, like, oh, yeah, yours, yeah. yours would have been, like, well, if we had put it at ten and a half, it would have been high. I no, was, like, we didn't get that many. There was a lot of yours, man. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, we went with popular picks, and, like, Nezuku actually went way past it. Tanjiro also went way past it. Uh, Deku was easy. Uh, Luffy, which Luffy actually was surprisingly hard. It took a while the first day for us to get more Luffy's than we expected. Yeah, I mean, heck, if we had gone with like Naruto or something, I don't think we would have made it because there was hard. Well, that was any. weird. So like, the there second... were more Jiraiya's than right. there. Right. So the second day we did more. We did a different set, and one of them was Goku. And you would think Goku, yeah, you know, whatever. None. We had one. The over under was five and, and a half. And, and I picked that because I thought there would be Goku's. I don't know why. And to I be. Mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure that one was just a guy wearing the shirt. Like no, there was a guy who had blue hair and he had the whole. <laughs> okay, hair. okay, fine, fine. But I thought, like, surprising enough, there is a new uh, Dragon Ball Z movie that just came out in Japan. Dragon Ball Super, excuse me, uh, superhero that came out. So I thought maybe there was a little more hype, but surprisingly enough, nobody. I um, mean, it will be if it ever comes out. We'll go see it at the Alamo Draft House, yeah. and then yeah. Oh yeah, we're definitely. Out. I'm definitely gonna go see it for sure. I'm, I'm yeah. down. I've already kind of heard the spoilers. Shout out to that that new superhero movie. It sounds awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I'm, another one. Uh, we had a lot of nose case from uh, uh, Demon Slayer. God, and that was probably on the second day. Ones. Everybody was I mean, showing off their abs. Out, God, I mean, yeah, between abs and pig heads. I mean, <laughs> this is like shit. Fun. And the other one that was surprisingly very popular was Nanami, and I don't know if because Nanami is the uh, the the blade wielding uh, jujutsu kaizen character who uh, does the whole like overtime slash 
um, like working. Well, thing. it's not. It's not the blade guy. So it's the guy in the suit. No, he has, he has with a, the with the guy. Yeah, but it's an axe. It's not like it's like a sword. I'm sorry, it's not a sword. It's literally like a butcher's knife. It's like a butcher's cleaver. Blade. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like wrapped up. He does like this whole like 40 percent thing. Yeah, I, I don't know the details of it. I remember watching it. He was a pretty interesting character. R.I.P. But uh, yeah, seventy thirty. If he does it along those yeah. lines, he does a perfect cut. Right, and he can take over. Time. So apparently, that was like one of the most popular ones that I wasn't expecting. I think because it was an easy cosplay, because all you had to do was put on a grayish, uh, like a tan suit and a tie. Well, it's it's an easy one, but it's also like I think people really like his personality. People can That's relate. It. People can relate to being like. I don't want to work overtime. Sucks. Hell yeah, for <laughs> sure. Believe me, yeah. I can relate. Um, but yeah, no. Um, and then our dark horse for the last day was Otokawa at point five because we were just so... Just I honestly put, thought we might see one. Just wanted to see one. I wanted to see one. I really wanted to see one walrus from Odd Taxi in a, in a, in a taxi. But no, we didn't see... We saw plenty of bald guys that were overweight, but nothing that was yeah, a walrus. I remember that. And I, I swear, I think like we came back from dinner and you'd had a few beers. I forget if it was you or Kevin, but somebody looked over and was like, there he is. It's just a big guy who's bald. I was like, that is not, that's not Okawa. It's no, it was not You might as well just point at the guy driving a taxi. Um, that's what, I mean, we tried. We really tried <laughs> to get that one, but we couldn't get it. Oh, man. You know what really upset me, though? Like, I was really disappointed that uh, we didn't get the over on... Christian protesters. Yeah, so, so upset so, about that. So that was one of our top ones every day. Um, right outside the convention center, there's always majority of the time at least one guy who's you, out there preaching. You, you sir, to you the will choir. go to hell. And you, you sir, you, you will go to hell. hell. You like anime. You should love Jesus Christ. Has Naruto <laughs> ever been killed and come back to life? Actually, sir, probably yes. Yeah. Yes. So, no. can, can, can Jesus do a Rosengan? I really doubt there it. There was one guy. I love this line. I don't agree with it. He's like, you, you believe in all these people with superpowers. You know who has the greatest superpower? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Get out of here. So, uh, yeah, we had an over-under every day of how many people would be out there cursing us to hell. And surprisingly, we were all wrong about how many. Uh, I think they only had, like, two show up a day. A yeah, it was something like that. So, but, yeah. not, not, but they were very – they were going at it. So, kudos to them, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, that was just the cosplay aspect of it. So, like, even that it was so much fun for us. Um, and then, like, just the general, like uh, – events there itself they were great i mean we we went to a couple panels we went to the video game rooms uh the video game rooms were actually really fun i think we had a good time we spent like a good 30 minutes to an yeah. hour every day just going to play some games i mean you were killing it on rock man killing it as much as you could because those controllers were oh, way yeah, off they were pretty bad. um but and then like i think we talked about playing the gundam game but we smelled those oh, seeds yeah. and we were like nah, i'm good that. i'm good <laughs> like I don't yeah, know what was going on in there. But yeah, no, there was a lot of good stuff. A lot of shooters, a lot of yeah. free games that you can just check out. Um, and then, like, what did you think about the panels this year? I mean, we went to a couple, um, a couple like, actual legit panels. Like, the way they do it, they have a good spread of panels and, like, activities and, like, uh, like questionnaires, like, Q&A sessions. We went to mostly panels. We went to a couple of game-like things. Yeah. But I think overall the panels were pretty fun. 
Yeah, so it was interesting for me because I was riding directly alongside with y'all, and I'm used to going to more of the uh, like how tos or writing or kind of stuff like that. Y'all were more interested kind of in the history and the philosophy ones. And I did like most of those panels, like the Miyazaki and Buddhism was really good. I, I really enjoyed that one. More so, though, because I was just fascinated by the comparison of art. Like, she kept pulling up uh, from the Tanuki movie. What was that one called? The uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, crud, I'm forgetting the name. Poopy, poopy. Uh, yeah. Let me look it up. But it, uh, she would keep pulling up these. Palm Poco. Palm Poco, that's it. And she would keep pulling up these shots and I was, and then she would pull it up alongside like some ancient Japanese art and it'd be like, it's the exact same thing. Oh, it's the exact same thing. That was so wild. Yeah, yeah, I was like, wow. So that was probably my favorite one was the Buddhism. It's called Buddhism and Miyazaki. And it was, it was done by a, I think a teacher from Elon, maybe. I think that's was correct. She seemed, yeah. She focused a lot on like Buddhism traditions and she was actually new to the Miyazaki world. So she did a good job of kind of like like looking at the examples yeah. that you see in Miyazaki and the actual, like you said, legitimate things in Buddhism that were literally almost frame for frame and uh, kind of relating back to it. Because, you know, with a lot of Miyazaki films, there's always a story to tell that has some kind of almost parable-like structure to it. It's like, hey, this is messed up. We should be better about it. And most of the time it has to do with like, the society or the way we go about things. I would say, I would say the biggest theme is like human society versus the natural. Yeah. Order. Natural order. Right. Yeah, so like so. maybe it has to do with consumerism. Maybe it has to do with, uh, you know, capitalism, over, little things like that. Over consumerism, destruction right. of our natural resources, stuff yeah. like that. But I, I liked, but she also related it to Buddhism, which I thought was interesting because like, okay, I'll be straight with you. Princess Mononoke, anybody sees that, is probably going to walk away with the whole, yeah, we got to find a balance between nature and, you know, creation. Because if we humans try to make too much stuff, it's going to ruin the planet. Anybody can walk away with that. It was kind of interesting to see her comparisons of, like, you know, what each character represented and the philosophies that kind of entail... Uh, I guess the tie into Buddhism because I, I think Buddhism is a I think a religion that everybody at least knows about because they're like huh, Buddhist fat um, but other than that I don't think people really know much about it so it was interesting to see her kind of go in depth yeah. about like the actual values that accompany that or lack of values I guess because they're more about like just letting go True. but anyway um, so yeah that, that was that was a very good one um, we went to a couple other gaming stuff like uh like we went to uh, name that tune and like anime bingo. And I I love that name that tune, man. That I so honestly had a good time. Like it, it was um, it's just fun to go things like that, and just kind of geek out over stuff because it's crazy how much people know. Like I, you think that you know a good amount, but then there's always someone who knows more, and that's that's true about anything. But it's even more fun when it comes to something like anime, like when people are just like, oh yeah, that's the third opening for second season of. Uh, this anime and you're like what the fuck is that yeah how the fuck did you know that nah yeah. shit and like you get like random people like oh yeah that's the second opening of Corey in the house the best anime of all time it was the best anime absolutely so yeah I saw that guy he was funny yeah all right, anyway. was pain in the ass <laughs> anyway uh, he just fucking walked out I don't know but I think honestly the highlight of the night was really waifu wars Oh, yeah. I don't know about you, but so like this is something that we go to every year, and it's uh, it's called Waifu Wars, and as you can interpret, it is about defending or attacking or 
I guess, projecting your love for your waifu. It is literally just about your waifu. Um, and Kevin and I went three years ago, the last time we were able to go to Animazement, and it was just, we were blown away by how kind of wild and serious people took it because it, it was literally just like you take four people from the crowd, tell me your favorite waifu, here's a couple questions, and defend them to the death. And they took it so seriously. It was so cringy, but honestly, really hilarious. They're going to need bigger conference rooms. Oh, it, and then before they had it in a single conference room. So now, three years later, I think it's only two years later, but it was three years since they skipped it one year. Um, they made it into a double conference room because I think this is a big event that people love to go. And I, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear about your opinion because I think this is your first time going. How, I was... No, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to hear like how you if you enjoyed it and like... Because like... Yeah, we know it's they're they're joking. Like obviously, no one wants to marry you know whoever they're talking about. Which in this case, they did do a good job of getting variety because they got I think they got two females and then two males and then they had a couple of like obviously like heterosexual and homosexual waifus. I guess more bondos. I was amused by the person. There was yeah, there were two girls and I think there were actually four guys or three, three guys. guys. Three guys. Yeah, so there were three guys and two girls, and there was a guy in a cage because he picked his waifu by looks, which is yeah. Not and then cool. he went to horny Jim. Yeah, That's he went to horny Jim. Um, but anyway, um, no. And then I did like that the one girl picked Starscream. So that was like, great. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, Starscream from Transformers, <laughs> and she specified that it was during a certain age of Transformers. It wasn't like the more recent one; it was an older version. Yeah. So um, I think overall, I was very amused by the whole thing. Yeah. Because. I mean, look, I, I think I like it real a lot. This is kind of the essence of what I like about conventions. It's like a bunch of people just getting into some silly topic that, like, let's be honest, you would not talk about this in any other circumstance with a large group of people. So being in there and having everybody, like, really enjoying themselves and letting loose is a great time. It is kind of concerning because <laughs> uh, some of the waifus that are picked are always like, Really? <laughs> You're like, okay. Oh, she's underage. I, I think. I think. I. I was a little. I'm not gonna lie. I. I, I get it, but I was also kind of like by the third time that somebody stood up and was like, "So you're into like kindergartners?" I was like. Dude, we get it. He's fucked up. But, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine to bring it up because I think people play on that. They like they harp on that. Like, oh yeah, I mean, whatever. We're we're cool with it. Like, no one there is actually into kids. I mean, maybe no. one of some of them are, but like. No one's playing into it. It's just a joke. But so, like, it does come up a couple times because, as you can tell, most of anime, a lot of them are underage. It's whatever. I'm, yeah, I'm not well, saying they, that's okay, but... The medium just, is picked out for high schoolers. So, yeah, yeah, so, so we get it. It happens, um, but it, it, it was a very fun time. I think they did a good job I, this year with, like, getting I, people involved and getting the yeah. questions. I will say, and I told this part to uh, my girlfriend, the, the fake proposals, which was a brilliant... Uh, category on their part, the guy who was dressed up as Cloud, who had his Tifa girlfriend come up, and he had to fake propose to her. I'm like, I'm sure that didn't cause any problems down the line. I don't know, but I hope that worked out for them. Uh, but yeah, I thought I really, I really liked it overall. It was very funny and very cute. I mean, obviously, like we talked about, some questionable, problematic things, but I think it's all in jest. So I'm not yeah, really that exactly. worried about it. So, uh, yeah, that was probably the highlight of the weekend. Definitely something that we will go to as we continue going to Animazement. Um, and yeah, I mean, we were, we were kind of talking about all the panels and like fun stuff that they got to talk about. And it kind of, 
you know, we kind of like just brainstorm about things that we would like to talk about. Um, oh, and Kevin Hart is, well, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but Kevin Hart started watching that fishing anime. I'm upset about that. There you go. That was another thing. Like, Jesus. I think we go there and we have a good time and we also get to still learn. I mean, just because we're current on our anime doesn't mean that we didn't miss out on things. And we've gone to multiple panels where I've taken notes because I'm like, hey, I need to watch this. Like, this was based off your recommendations, based off the way you, like, talk about it. This sounds amazing. This sounds right up my alley. So I know Kevin found one called, oh, actually, I, I forgot what the name of it was. But it was about a fit. It was a, it's a fishing anime that's like a slice of life. And, and we were like, as soon as he saw it, he was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, we're going to get that. It yeah. was called, I think it's called Suritama. Yeah, it's Suitama. No, Suitama? Suri. Suritama. Suri with an R. Suritama. T-U-S-R-A. Uh, T-S-U-R-I. Tama. Yes, yep. Suri. So it was literally just about these guys that met on an island and they like to fish. And Kevin is into fishing and he was like, that sounds awesome. And I actually really like the art. And if you know about it, that's awesome. It's actually from 2012. We went to a panel about uh, 2012 anime, like 10 years ago. Um, so it was something that I, it went under my radar. And as soon as we left that panel, we went to the merch and we found it on Blu-ray. We found it the For whole season. cheaper than it would be like on Amazon. like 60 bucks. Yeah. And then Kevin's like, I'm getting it now. So what, like, what, what was it on Amazon? It was like 120. Yeah. <laughs> he found it for like 60 bucks in the merch aisle. He started watching it. So it goes to show like, we go to pan, we go to these things to like have fun and geek out, but also to like learn about things that we may have missed out on, learn about things that we can recommend to other people. And I, I'm excited to watch it because it does look great. So, but um, that uh, that does beg the question, you know. Um, we had talked about this as a potential because while we were up there watching some of these guys, like some presenters are better than others, and of course the topic comes up. I'm like. Hey, Ozzy, I bet we could do this. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know, for sure. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, it's no different than what we do for a podcast. We do some research, we watch some anime, yeah. uh, jerk off a little bit, and I get up there and we talk about stuff. Yeah, so. you know, the jerk-off part is essential. Like, we gotta... Like, yeah, it helps with the nerves, right? Well, you know... I don't know what to do with my hand. It's like it's like when a butcher is cutting meat. He's gotta jerk off, so he's get that clarity. He gets the right cut. Correct. That's why whenever the butcher is winking at you, he's just like... Yeah, you know, you know, you, you know what he know. You know, what's going you know on. what was going on. But yeah, no, I mean, I've, I we talked about it a little bit, uh, and like, I think my favorite topics when it comes to anime is like the nostalgia part of it. So like, I think I would love to talk about like what got me into anime. Like, I remember our first podcast episode we talked about like, oh yeah, like Toonami was a big thing for me, and Dragon Ball Z, and Power Rangers, and Naruto, and all this, and. I think about like that's the stuff that people really like to like blurt out and be like yeah like that's that's what got me into it or like I love staying up till like 11 o'clock to watch Adult Swim for this because I think my generation is the generation that's bringing anime to mainstream and or did and it's continuing it and I think Toonami is a big one so like I remember three years ago when I went to a panel that was one of my favorite ones was just nostalgia Based yeah. like twenty two thousands and late nineteen hundred tsunami stuff. Well, and it helps you explore like yourself, and I think that's the key thing. Whenever you do a panel or whenever you do a podcast, even you want to be talking about a topic that's about yourself. Yeah, you want to make it a little personal, right? Yeah, you want to have something that you have an edge and you have an opinion on. I guess what amused me about tsunami, looking back on it, is that it's kind of like 
it had this huge rise and then everybody kind of turned on it, I guess, because it was all dubs. It was too Americanized. It was ruining anime. And I never personally had that opinion of it because I grew up with it and I thought like that was really what brought anime into the mainstream. Well, I don't think people turned on it. I think people, it, it allowed them to flourish to other things. And I mean, Toonami wasn't, it was, it was kind of like a gateway. It didn't continue to like show you other things. It was just like, this is what we offer. And if you want other things, you'll have to go elsewhere. And people did start going elsewhere, yeah. which I think was good, but you have to have that gateway. And I think Toonami was that. Right. And I think, I think that's the key thing is, it also is, I think, generational because I think you get enough people growing up with, after you've got all these people growing up with Toonami and then you've got the kids who have more access to different things and they're finding out about it, they're like, well, this Toonami thing's not that great. I got to watch it one episode at a time. I want to watch it all right yeah, now. Yeah, let me get it all Yeah, right And it's like, what? They can talk in normal Japanese? Yeah. I don't have to listen to weird I, American English voices. I will say the, the dubs, the dubs. Too. The dubs on Toonami were pretty okay, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but other, it's it was a struggle for sure. Yeah, I I, I get it. But any I, other, but uh, back to like the topics we would talk about. Any other ideas that you think we would we would like to do, like just to play around? Oh no! Speaking of playing around, we could talk about BDSM. I don't know. Fucking nope, no. Nope, we'll that we'll that guy, that guy got very serious. Like, we'll leave it to the pros. We did go to a panel that had to do with BDSM and anime. And props to that guy. They got a legitimate guy to talk about it. But like we 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 like to be open and go to things and like be accepting of all things. It was just it was just crazy how legitimate and like serious and yeah. how like resourceful this guy was um, well it was another one of those where i was expecting it to be kind of a fun one like waifu wars and he played it dead straight and i was like i respect you for that also i'm out of here like take it easy yeah get the, like can't relate and yeah, that's fine if you yeah. can't relate it's completely fine uh and uh yeah we bounced but yeah so um but no i mean i think as far as topics go i would love to talk about um uh, I would I would love to go back in time and talk about like historical anime um, or in movies that impacted anime. Personally, oh, yeah. personally, I'm a big fan of movies, um, and I think Japan has had a lot of movies that have impacted, in particular, like westerns in the past. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with that, but Yojimbo's the big one. Also, Seven Samurai tends to be the oh, yeah. one that everybody's heard about. Um, and that, of course, got adapted into uh, the Magnificent Seven over here. In the oh, US. really? Okay. Yeah, that was a lot of stuff you, that goes unheard of. Really, like people like love like the American like version of it, but they don't really like appreciate what it, where it came from. Yeah, and then I guess if you look back at it in the way that those movies have impacted like their own anime genres, you know, you've got movies in the anime film, like Lone Wolf and Cub, or about the samurai guy who's basically putting around a kid in the baby carriage and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and I, I just am kind of fascinated by, I guess, the impact that movies have had generationally on those anime going forward. Because I think there's a give and take. And I think if you look now, it's kind of turned the other way. Now we have anime impacting the way we see movies and TV shows. Yeah. So it's fascinating to me. But anyway, what do you, what other topics would you like to talk about? 
No, I mean, that, that's a good topic uh, going back to yours. But I think for me, I would like to, and this is something just a, being a byproduct of us, of us doing a podcast, is I would really like to highlight the more, um, not for lack of a better word, maybe underrated or underappreciated animes over the last couple of years. Because I think with us being able to watch every season and kind of uh, branch out, we've been able to find a couple animes that aren't as highly talked about, aren't as highly appreciated because they're not your general, no, they might be like single season ones. They don't have a manga. They might be one shots and stuff like that. Like I'd like to bring to light, not saying that the majority of people don't know about it. It's just, you know, maybe you might have a few people that don't know about it and then that can help it spread because I, I do that with a lot of coworkers who really like anime uh, at work, I feel like I'm one of the anime guys. And people are like, oh yeah, like, do you have any recommendations? And like things like Odd Taxi, you know, Vivi, uh, Ranking of Kings, things of that nature that are originals that may not have a huge following. Like I like to bring to light because they are wonderful pieces of art, and um, I think it only allows people to appreciate anime in different ways. Um, I think that's that's another good one to have. I I think it would be good because. It's kind of one of those where anime is for everybody and kind of spread right. out, spread out and find something unique that fits your own little click instead of having, you know, the 15th version of Naruto. Naruto's grandson, Goruto. Yeah. Goruto. And then Two Piece. I don't know. I like uh, Boofy. Let me get that character. five. Let me get that five piece from Wendy. <laughs> five piece. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's just one thing that I thought would be cool just to like just like share with people. I mean, yeah, I'm sure everyone knows about those animes we mentioned, but to really let them know what it's about, to appreciate it for what it is, uh, I think it would be fun. So, Yeah, I mean, that would be good. I think there's a lot of fun topics that would be worth discussing. I mean, uh, but I think those are topics for another time. For now, we have anime to discuss as we're kind of nearing the end of the season. It hasn't wrapped up yet, but... I guess we're going to hit up on uh, what what we've seen thus far kind of curving out. So Yeah, I mean, we're, like you said, I think a couple of animes are maybe an episode or two away from finishing. We're literally in the end. I think maybe some of them have finished up now. But, um, yeah, I think we're kind of talking about where we're at with them, what we expect to see on the on the way out, and how, I guess, overall the season, how it's, how it's been to us. Yeah, I mean... Honestly, this whole season has been absorbed. It's just been taken up by a single show. So <laughs> I don't think there's a whole lot to add to on that one. But I guess, do you want to go ahead and lead us off, Ozzy? Or, okay. Uh, I guess you want, which one do you want to start us off talking about? Yeah, I'll start, I'll start off with uh, one of my, I guess, favorites. Uh, something that kind of, I I started out on a whim, and I think maybe you told me about it <clears throat> to begin with, but <clears throat> um, I'll start off with uh, Dance, Dance, Dancer, Dancer. Um, it is kind of one of the ones that's under the radar, and I would really hype up to people. I, I have been doing that all, all season, just telling people, oh, this is a very good anime. Um, and it's the one that has to do with uh, <clears throat> the ballet. So... It's kind of a drama slash slice of life. It started out as a slice of life, kind of moved into a drama. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's mainly what um, I, I can stress that um, when it turned into a drama, I was so involved with it that I couldn't stop. Like it, it, it kind of made a transition from slice of life to drama pretty seamlessly. 
and I've actually enjoyed it the entire way through. Um, it's one of the ones where I have to watch not at the end because it really is going in so many different ways that I don't know where it's going to end up. That's one of the ones where I'm excited to see where it ends up because the dynamic of the characters, they're all going, they're all kind of like walking together, but who knows if all of a sudden they could split apart and go one way or if they could butt heads and go another. So I'm excited to see that. It, it has turned out to be one of my favorites just because I didn't know that you can make an anime about ballet and make it look so good and make me be entertained by ballet. Because if I watch ballet in real life, I'm going to be bored. It's just not for me. I, I understand it's impressive. I understand that it takes technique and skill and strength to do it. Um, but it's, 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 it's very interesting how dramatic they've made this show. It is... I do like that they clearly focused on putting animation budget into this. They were sure. like, we are not going to miss out on making the dancing very impressive because it's all about the dancing for as much drama as we want to throw in here. Well, it's, yeah, all, I mean, it's all about the dancing. And they kind of feed into each other. They have yeah. to give the drama. They have to give you the drama. So you have a reason to watch the dancing. Yeah. Right? I mean, I honestly, I really, I've really liked every character that's been introduced uh, I haven't been as high on it, I think, since there was kind of the deep revelation, re revelation of the kid being abused fighting with the main character. And I was like, yeah, okay, this is kind of interesting, but I, I, it wasn't the turn I was expecting. But I think overall, the, kid, the story has stayed on point, and it's got some interesting characters, and it's definitely done very well with presenting uh, what's going on inside of the uh story so i i definitely think i'm definitely hoping for that one to finish strong um let's see coming back uh another one that is actually just starting out right now uh comey can't communicate part two yeah so that started i think last month um we just have to continue with it i'm excited to continue because it's been great uh i think it's like maybe I think it might be almost done. I think it's like maybe eight episodes in or so. I can never tell how Netflix does their things. So well, they waited like, a month to release it, and then they released a bunch of them, and then they were like, eh, and they're like, yeah. I think I, they do it by. I think they do it every week, but they didn't release like two initially. Yeah, so that still confuses me. But like, look, that was one of our prime manga that we kind of fell in love with, and I the show continues to deliver. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. It's really. It's really funny. Um, I, I've I've grown to really like the what they've done with the art on Netflix. I'm kind of hopeful now for some future Netflix animes because uh, I guess we kind of shot on them early on for their poor translation of the whiteboard scene or the shockboard scene. But point being, I've, I they've turned it around, and I've kind of hoping that they continue to deliver as this goes along. So. Uh, Next up, you want to talk about uh, Di Diamond? 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 Yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I think it's Diamond. Um, this is actually my guilty pleasure one that I think also is a little under the radar. Um, looking at some of like the favorite ones from this season, it's not on there. The last two, last well, the two that I've talked about. But Diamond was a story about um, seems to be like a slice of life drama about this girl who um, gets involved with a candy making shop. Uh, I think it's like a, a confectionery shop. And the son of the owner 
comes back to try to like help and maybe inherit the shop, but it turns out this young girl who is way young um, is kind of the next in line. So that's kind of the drama added to it. But honestly, it's just about people, really. It's like the young girl was abandoned by her father, so you have that drama added to it. The elderly son who came back has some tension with his family because he did leave the the, the work their, their work he left the confectionery shop to kind of chase after his dream and he actually ended up breaking up with his girlfriend when he want, wanted to go back to the confectionery shop so there's little bits of drama that kind of make the characters interact in certain ways but it's not over the top it's not like oh my god like you know super dr high drama like someone is you know like there's a three-way triangle no it's, it's, it's just very straightforward drama that you could see in day-to-day -day life and it's played out pretty casually and it's been my guilty pleasure kind of makes me feel good to watch it it's a feel-good drama um and the characters are all very like i said i think because they're not over the top dramatic i think i gravitate towards it because it's so relaxing and their action their interactions seem very genuine so i i, I have enjoyed it uh it is very slow paced i think in comparison to most other shows it really is just a day-to-day -day, like oh, today we're doing this, and it's just a conversation between one character and maybe somebody else. Um, but so far, I'm excited to see how their relationships develop, and I'm excited to see what more we can see out of the main character who was abandoned by her father, because they kind of touch on it a little bit, and I think I thought that was going to be the main drive to the story, but they really haven't touched on it much since they've said, oh, yeah, she was abandoned, her mother came back into the show, but she, you know, kind of moved on. And I'm, I'm curious to see where it ends up because it, it's another show where they could drop a massive bomb and they could just end it and not have a second season. So, is, And I know it's unfortunate because, like, shows like that, I think I honestly prefer over, like, shonens that get eight seasons and kind of drop in quality. Yeah, but I also, I kind of respect a story where it's like, if you've told everything that you need to say, then you just kind of put a wrap to it. But Well, yeah, if they can wrap it up in the next, I think, two or three episodes, because I think they still have two, I would that would be great. I just don't know how they're going to do it. But I also say that about Odd Taxi, and they figured out how to do that. So, Dude, I didn't know how anything with Odd Taxi was going to go, and yet somehow it pulled it up. But yeah, I, I'll have to check this one out. Is it on Crunchyroll? What it is, is on Crunchyroll. Oh, okay, yeah. so... I'll have to find the time to check this one out. Um, next one on my list. <laughs> Trapped in the Dating Sim, the world of Otomi Games is tough for mobs. they got to shorten these titles. Um, oh, it's an isekai. That's short for an isekai. Yeah, it's pretty short, actually. Uh, I got a lot. I can't. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm still really amused by fucking... I've realized it's not that the main character is an asshole. I mean, <laughs> he, he is an asshole. But he's just one of those characters who does not give a fuck what people think, and he's just like, "I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you what's wrong with you, you stupid piece of shit." Uh, fuck you. Uh, but yeah, no, I I respect I respect the main character, and I honestly, there was one huge like episode with a mech fight, and I was like, "Okay, so that's the end of the mech fights." Nope. Then they go off to fight pirates. I was like, "What the fuck?" So this one has taken this one has taken a yeah this one has taken a lot of weird turns that I was not expecting. It's actually gone from being more of a comedy to being more of an action drama now. So also uh, the main character is trying to 
uh, marry the queen who is already married. So he's trying to cuck the king. Which oh yeah, I've I got, love I've got, the love triangle. I, I love. I don't know. This is more. Is it a love triangle? The king's not interested. But anyway, I I respect it. He's trying to. He's trying to get the queen. Um, but uh, yeah. I think it's a, uh, he's interested in older women. What can you say? And, uh, I, yeah, I respect it. I think it's a, uh, I think it's a good one and definitely check it out if you haven't so far, because it's got a little bit of everything to keep you amused. All right. Del, what's, what's up on next on your list? Uh, so my next one would probably actually be my favorite of the season. Um, and maybe it's my favorite just because of the, the biggest, it's also my biggest surprise of the season. Um, so that's probably why. Um, and it's uh, Ahura and Son. Um, so I guess it's not decipherable. I forget what the English name is. But Ahura and Son is the name of the main character. And um, it is literally just your slice of life. Uh, I guess just maybe like slight rom-com. It is kind of a comedy. There are some romance aspects involved no i mean there's some subtext I guess. so there it, it, it definitely starts leaning on the romance later in the anime yeah but i was actually surprised on how good it got because i picked it up knowing it was slice of life initially i picked it up between this and shikamori's not a, just a cutie i picked up both of these but i ended up just going on with ahern because for some reason visually it was more appealing i don't know why ahern's just stale looking face was just more funny to me than just your generic Shikamori, Shikamori uh, face. I mean, not her, but the characters in general. Yeah, kind of like the like deadpan look, where it's just like... Her Yeah. Yeah, her deadpan, and maybe... I mean, even Raido is also deadpan. So it was very funny. <laughs> look, uh, I, but like, the ridiculousness of the show has just been so funny. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's just been so fun. Every episode is kind of like a different thing, and some episodes have like two different stories involved. And they did a good job of like having these what seem like not continuous story actually end up being a continuous story that does lead into an eventual rom-com. And it, it kind of comes out of left field a little bit. Uh, you kind of sense it coming, but it's just like all of a sudden, like halfway through the season, boom, there's romance there. And you're like, wow. To me, it was... So well done, and it was so I appreciate it so much because it was really cute, it was really wholesome, and it just I just really enjoy watching this every see every weekend just because it's so like I said wholesome. Um, it's cute. Um, the characters are fun. Um, they're actually progressing. It's not just oh every day this, every day this, every week is something different. No, there is a little bit of progression. So um, I've enjoyed it. Um, they at first I thought Ahren was a little stale, like the character herself, but she's actually kind of come out of her shell, and I think that's a great like they made me meet her and understand her just like I would a normal person. Like it's fine to say like the beginning was a little slow, but that's just meeting a new person, right? Like when you meet someone, they're not going to be completely out of their shell. Yeah, and that's how it felt. So it felt natural. I've enjoyed watching it. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, a lot of my slice of life friends that watch that love that kind of anime really love this. Like one buddy, he's like, "Man, I'm so glad you told me about Ahura and Son because it's like my favorite thing this season." And he loves slice of life. Yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, this has been so good." So 
No, I love it. It's it's also it's just one of those where you feel good because nothing really terrible happens. I gotta say, yeah. the dog is probably my favorite character. Oh, I love the continuation of the dog just being so reliable, <laughs> but also yeah. just like there for the most ridiculous of moments. Yeah, it just shows up. It's just like, what? what are you doing here? Uh, but no, I fucking i I really liked this manga. Uh, I'm glad it's delivering on the anime aspect. So I mean, hey. If this is your thing, definitely check oh, it out. Oh, for sure. If you're in a slice of life, I think this is a, a, probably the best thing that I've watched this season when it comes to slice of life. And I think how low-key they, they've made the relationships has been great. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not over dramatic. It's not over the top. It's just really funny. They have short, like, little cute funny scenes. And I love how the character's imagination run, runs wild. Like, it's, it's, it's my favorite part. So... so few quick ones to burn through before we get to the last couple of big ones. So went back to love after world domination and my theory was correct. Unfortunately, I still like it. It's still cute. The gags kind of fall short after a while because it, it gets to be the same gag over and over again. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad, but you know, it, it, it doesn't have staying power. So uh, next one. So uh, Kaguya-sama love is war. This, on the other hand, uh, this one definitely has staying power, and it's yeah, great sure. comedy. Uh, I will say, tried to watch it with my girlfriend. There's too much going on, apparently. So much comedy going on all at once. Well, yeah, they don't have a moment to breathe. Like they, they just kind of keep going, and it's well, a different type of comedy. It's not like well, it's not like comedy and wholesome. It's just kind of like continuous comedy. Well, I mean. I, I know this isn't really a direct comparison, but have you ever seen the movie Airplane, where it's just like they are fucking launching off of a joke into another joke, right. and there's jokes going on in the background? That's kind of what it's like. It's, there is technically a romance in here somewhere, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I like it, though. It works for me, so uh, definitely check that out if you're into rom-coms. Birdie Wing. Uh, so I, I checked this one out. Because I checked, I went back into it because the internet said, hey, don't sleep on the golf gambling mafia girl show. And so I went back in and I got to say, I'm kind of pleasantly surprised by how stupid these characters are. I feel like the main character, I feel like relates more to Goku than I expected, where they had this, they had this whole big training montage for her to beat like this enemy character and they were like, okay, so we've taught you all this stuff. What are you going to do? It's like the exact same thing. I always do. <laughs> like, yes, that's, that's it, man. You, you go girl. Um, so I like, I like this show. It's got, it's got a lot more comedy now that I've come back to it. Uh, I, it is a strange one. Just don't come in there with a serious mind. Kind of be willing to take everything for granted. All right, and then their last one before uh, we get to uh, the big, the big family show, your boy Kong Ming. So, uh, so yeah, Kong Ming. We were actually able to uh, get a free watch through a high dive, and uh, that was probably the only way I would ever get to it because I'm not paying for high dive. I still stand by that. Um, Which, to be fair, we also actually watched the Executioners, whatever. We whatever. did try to start that. I uh, didn't get much into it. But I did get into your boy Kong Ming, and I can see why it's very hyped up. Um, I think it's a very unique show. Uh, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it is, it, it is kind of like 
an isekai in modern times, which is nice to see how that would work out. Because, you know, you have Kong Ming who gets reincarnated. He gets, like, reverse isekai. Yeah, reverse yeah. isekai into the modern world, and he's trying to help this lady become a singer. And it's modern. The music is modern. The environment is modern, full of people that are, you know, in a technologically advanced world, just like we are now. And it's just kind of funny the situations you find him in because he's so serious about who he is. He's not like, oh my God, what is going on? He's like, I'm this way and I would like to adapt to what's going on. So that causes for hilarity. Um, and then his approach to tactics as it hasn't been updated. So, well, it's, it's also kind of funny to me because it does, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, a lot of things do change over time, but at their core, People don't change, and that's why his, right. tactics, that's why his tactics don't change. Seem to keep working over right. and over again. Yes, yeah. true. So, that's a good point, right there. Yeah, so I I was kind of amused by that aspect of the show, but uh, unfortunately, I just didn't have the time to watch the whole thing in the short free subscription window that we had. Well, you have an email. I think we can use your email now to find to find the time to watch the next half, and hopefully, we can report on how it ends because I think it was it it's it's a pretty good. Uh, anime to like I don't know like seeing something set in the modern like everyday kind of world is nice sometimes because most of the time they kind of don't take that into consideration and um, add on top of it that it's a dude who's out of his own time like it makes for a lot of hilarity and um, I've enjoyed it I really like the music too like um, like the main, the main character is trying to become a singer so she actually legitimately sings. It's not just like, oh, yeah, you sing, whatever. No, like she has performances, and they, they're more like pop, upbeat performances, and it is very entertaining. And, I would, and I, the opening OP is an absolute bang. I would like it. Uh, the OP is great, and the whole intro is great. But I would kind of like it a little better if her song wasn't literally, hey, come listen to my music. <laughs> when that's the lyrics of your song, it's just like, okay, sure. Um, but yeah, I would def definitely give that a watch. Um, it's definitely something different and I, I try to recommend it to everyone. Unfortunately, it is on high dive. So use struggle, your free subscription, yeah. find your friend, use his free subscription. Don't pay for just one anime. Yeah. Quit your job for like a week, go watch it all and then like come back and get, get your job back. That's, that's what I'm doing. Yes. All right. Um, so that's a good deal. Um, and I guess executioners life is fine I, I didn't get enough to get a good a rating on it honestly i do want to go back because it was somewhat interesting uh we'll see if i can get yeah. through it like i didn't have the time to go through a full thing same deal i got more into kong ming yeah for but sure. but uh i like the idea of you know isekai protagonists essentially getting murdered in another world that's kind of funny <laughs> anyway um all right so with all that out of the way, what do we have to say about Spy Family? We'll move on to the worst thing this season. Uh, so Spy Family, uh, the universally loved and acclaimed series from this season, um, I was blown away by how well-received it was. Not because they didn't deserve it based off of what I've seen, but just because, I don't know, when I was like, when we read the manga, I knew it was in Shonen Jump, I'm like, yeah, it'll be liked. But this was just universally liked. Like, uh, to start with, it came out with a bang because it did a good job with pacing, introducing your different characters, Lloyd, then Anya, then Lo Yor. Um, and then just kind of, I think it just has a good 
a good story to tell. I think it has a good job of telling it the story in different ways by having plenty of gags, by having a little bit of like comedy that plays on the romance that could be there, by having some action scenes as well. So um, you kind of get the best of both worlds because you have a couple, you have an assassin, you have a spy, you have a little kid, so you can have little kid moments. Yeah. I love, I thinking back on it, I love how the series sets it up like Lloyd is going to be the main character. And then the more you get into the series, the more you realize that Anya is the main character and Lloyd barely has any screen time. Well, she, she's your, <laughs> for, le- for lack of a better word, your medium yeah. into the world. What they yeah. think and what they're doing because a lot of time, these two characters, Yor and Lloyd, have their secret lives, which if it wasn't for the narrator or Anya, you wouldn't know what they're doing. Right. And Anya helps you see into their world. So um, it, it is, it's a good show. It's just hilarious. It's fun. It's well animated. Uh, the characters are very, very like intriguing. Like Actually, Lloyd is probably the most stale person in comparison to Yor and Anya. Well, and to be and fair, I think they don't touch on his past enough to make him more interesting. I think he does have a past that'll probably be interesting. Well, I think the problem is also that he's not really being used for his character. He's being used as a straight man. He's like, all this insanity is kind of happening around him, and he has right. to be the one that's like, what the fuck is? Well, all he's this? also driving a story. Without yeah. without him, they wouldn't have purpose, right? Right. I'm not saying he's a bad character. I'm just saying, like, out of all of them, the most interesting ones are the other ones. Like, you're having her background of being like this. Like gullible, like lady who's like really yeah. like meek, well, but she, she's actually an assassin who she, yeah, at all times she's thinking about how to kill her next person. Yeah, what, she's like, she's very meek and she's very kind, but she's doing she's murdering people that care for her family. Right, basically. and she had, like it's almost yeah. funny when she like drinks too much and she start that side starts oh, to slip yeah, that out. Was on great. Her, right? Yeah, and then Anya is like the best character easily just because of how dynamic she is between. Uh, her switches and her and her like facial expressions whenever she hears or I'm sorry not hears but um, listens in on listens people's on people's thoughts because she's an esper and she like immediately changes from like la 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 to like holy crap because obviously she's hearing things like oh spy related yeah. things or I'm trying to kill this person related things and she has the same reaction we do like oh shit and she she just puts it in a good also, way right? also her ability like she's trying to learn how to be like a good she's trying to learn from her parents and god that's the two worst role models of all time that scene when she punches that kid where she like oh, looks exactly, right? she looks to see if the teacher's looking and she just decks him i was like right. god damn so yeah i mean and then you get into her her growth as a character because she's allowed to she goes to school, right? And she's allowed to grow as a character and not just be a daughter. She's allowed to be a student. She's allowed to have friends. And that part was fun too because you got to see their world. And it's funny how immediately after meeting the one guy that she's supposed to like be nice to, she ends up pissing him off and yeah. he ends up falling in love with her. Like, I don't know. It's just they have all these gags that really make the anime enjoyable to watch. Yeah, well, and it really is the dynamics between the characters. I, I do love it and... Kind of the fact that, like, look, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not huge on. I do believe anime is a medium for everybody, but it's kind of hard to find a really good anime to get somebody into it if they don't like anime, because anime has so many varied things. This is probably one of the few anime that I could point to and be like, 
pretty much anybody who watches this is going to like this. Yeah, and that's yeah. definitely a couple of coworkers have recommended this, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Just because how – I mean, it's not breaking any boundaries. It's not reinventing the wheel. It just has a little bit of everything for everyone, right? It has the action. It has the suspense. It has the cuteness factor. It has – Though a little bit of rom com, it has it has enough tension to make it go. Oh, something bad could happen. Right, yeah, and that's like yeah. I will say one of the negatives with it was they took a little bit to kind of get back to the main story because they did have to have an introduction like arc because you have Lloyd and you ultimately know what his mission is. Right, his mission was to kind of get intel to kind of keep the peace within his country and. For the next four or five episodes, it was about introducing your, I mean, Anya first, and then your, and then getting Anya back into school. And you kind of lost track of where the story was going, besides just building on those characters. Yeah. But they finally started getting back into it because they are starting to reel more new characters that are involved, and then obviously getting back into his main mission. Yeah. So. And I will say, even those like little side quests. I mean, that happens in any anime or really any story, but. No, they've been a lot. Even a those ones, they've been fun. Like the whole yeah. thing at the castle. Yeah, they've been well animated. The story itself has been fun to watch and enjoy. And like I've enjoyed the side missions, like you said. It's just um, a couple of times I was thinking to myself, like, when are they going to get to the actual like story of this? And they're getting there. I think this is a good first season to kind of introduce the dynamics because that's important to the story for th- these three characters to have these dynamics, right? Yeah, and I, I think. At the end of the day, what we're coming down on is just watch the damn anime. Like, if you haven't watched it yet, you if you're listening to us, like, turn off. No, wait, don't turn off this podcast. Uh, go finish. Give it. Give this. Finish the podcast. Give a five star review only. Um, give a good, like, nice, like, little comment, and then go watch this fucking anime. All right, yeah, <laughs> there you go. You're gonna enjoy it for sure. Like, if you're looking for something super fast paced. That might be not something. I feel like those are the only people that might not like it. Um, like, it's not fast paced. There's some times where it's, it slows down a little bit, but it's always entertaining. I can give you that. All right, and I think that wraps up our anime summary for at least for the moment. We're gonna have to look forward to getting into the next season. There's some stuff to keep track. Of. We're gonna have to keep uh, track of what we're watching then. But uh, for now, we'll end with that summary and go on to. Uh, the manga review portion that apparently we do sometimes. So this week, I recommended I called an audible. Uh, if you remember last week, I wanted to read the breaker, but then I was like, "Nah, fuck that!" And I told you about Dan to Dan, Don to Don. Yeah, Dan Dan. Dan Dan. So, uh, do you want do you want to describe what the fuck Dan to Dan is about? Um. So Dan to Dan. I think it's you, you told me that it was it is shonen jump related. It is just a digital version. It's not a it's not one of the mainstay uh, so, so here's, versions. Here's my understanding. And it's a little hard for me to get around because I don't speak Japanese. But my understanding is Shonen Jump has kind of picked up on what the American comics are doing and they've started releasing like a purely digital version of their comics. So They've got Shonen Jump, they've got the other Shonen, Shonen Weekly, I think, and then they've got this digital format where they'll send, like, the lesser-known comics. This is one of those comics, and it just absolutely exploded online with popularity. Um, I, it's kind of hard to 
describe how big this thing has gotten overnight. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I looked into it, but to give you a synopsis, it is about two characters, a uh, boy and a girl in high school or middle school, I forget how old they are, that meet, um, and each of them have their own quirks. Each of them believe in something different. So one of them believes in ghosts, and one of them believes in aliens. It's literally that simple. I thought it was a little strange when I first read it. I'm like, this is it? But yeah, so they meet each other, and they're both like, yeah, ghosts and aliens aren't real. Like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. So they literally challenge each other to go to a certain location where they would be confident that they would see evidence of of the respective, uh, yeah, I guess, abnormality. The, there's the girl who believes in ghosts. Go, no, the she, guy who believes yeah, in aliens. aliens. And she says, go to this place, you'll see aliens. And she says, go to this place, you'll see ghosts. Yeah. So they go there, and craziness ensues. Turns out the girl is a psychic esper, and the guy ends up getting possessed by a ghost. So he ends up getting some kind of like shape-shifting powers, and she ends up with her own powers. She does end up seeing aliens. She gets abducted. <laughs> that's how she ends up getting her powers. And it just starts... It went from like zero to a hundred real quick. The guy ends up getting his dick stolen. We'll go into that. That was a fucking... <laughs> uh, I, 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 didn't stu- I didn't make something up. He got his dick stolen. Um, so he can now transform into some like spirit thing. But yeah, so that's what it's about. And I was just so blown away by how... Quickly, they went into the main story. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, we get introduced here. Not literally. First episode, guy doesn't have his dick. So um, to talk about the story, the story is just out of left field. I really enjoy, like, supernatural stuff, like anything, like, ghost-wise or, like, spirit-wise. Like, I've always liked Shaman King, like Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, there's others like that, but, like, stuff like that, like supernatural things. Uh, and this one touches on it pretty well because they, I think they're leaning more into the spirit side than the, the alien side. Um, like I said, the guy gets possessed and then they're trying to get his possession exercised and stuff like that. Yeah, And, uh, and then like this... the main character, she is like a, a spirit esper and her grandmother is also like a spirit esper. So I, I like that aspect. The art is great. Like it is so like edgy and so like, crisp looking the battles have been great um like the characters themselves are very straightforward and they draw them very well in their battles especially with against against the spirits because the spirits start getting these like crazy crazy like like physical forms like one of the main characters is called uh is it called turbo granny Yes, that's right. the ghost. Turbo Granny. Literally an old lady who's fast. She's just really fast. She's fast. She's fast. <laughs> she runs at 100 kilometers per hour. How fast? 30. How 30 what? 30 speed. She's running fast. <laughs> so, 30 like the ridiculous speed. of like some old grandma. And like, not even that. The ridiculousness, she's a horny grandma. So like the first thing she says, she's like, let me suck her dick. I'll get that dick. Let me get that dick. And I'm not joking. Like it just, it just blew me away by how... Like I think, I think that's, was. I think that's part of why it's so popular. Yeah, it's just so it's outlandish. So outlandish. That's a good word. Uh, <laughs> but like, so she possesses this kid who is the main character, oh, the sub main character, second main character, and by possessing him, the way she possessed him is by taking his penis. Like he no longer has a penis. So it's it's like so outlandish. Um, and I really enjoy the characters' dynamics. The main characters, like by the fifth sixth chapter they were already like very good friends because they'd gone through this like weird 
yeah. uh, like scenario, situation, and they've gotten to know each other. Uh, I think they may have a crush on each other, which is nice to know because I do like a little bit of romance, and we'll see where it goes from there. I am going to continue with this because it was great, and I hope to see this as an anime one day for yeah, sure. It's still I think on- the animation would be top tier. It's still ongoing. It is very popular, so I would expect to get an anime at some point. Uh, I think it's currently on chapter 68. It's Yeah, it's in the 50s, 60s. So it's doing pretty good. I mean, I guess I was just caught off guard because I was like, where the fuck is this story going? And then it turns into a battle manga, and I'm just like, this is fucking ridiculous. But I, I love it. I love every second of it. The characters are so off the walls. So let, let me let me rephrase that. Okay, so the characters are grounded for the situations they continually find themselves in, but the situations are so off the wall that you're just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, you, you really don't yeah. know what to expect. <laughs> but I do like how the the creator kind of portrays their 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 characters. Like it is very shonen like where they're silly, but like like both main characters have their silliness to them. Like. Even the girl who, like, it, she is drawn as a very attractive girl. She, she she has her moments where I think people could probably, like, try to have her as a waifu. But she has her moments where she's an absolute goofball. And I can appreciate where they allow each one of them yeah. to have those moments. Like, like I, I remember watching, reading the manga a chapter where she was eating crab. And, like, she was like, I am absolutely worthless if I'm eating crab. And she had the most hilarious face drawn. Like... <laughs> Like it wasn't. It's not always serious. Is that the, yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. Because he's like, I don't need crabs, and they're just like fucking fighting over their. Crap. Yeah, exactly. So, oh god, I don't know. It's just I like that she's not like perfect. That it, there's no one who's like, oh yeah, like I know how to do everything. Like they they are vulnerable characters. They are learning through these experiences because they both just, I guess, uh, learn something new or going through growing like with these new powers. And, yeah, I mean, I like both the main characters. I like the world aspect. Like I said, the supernatural part of it. And the art seems cool. Like, I like the battle so far, the outlandishness of it. Like, this is why I watch anime and manga. Like, I want something outlandish. Oh, Not yeah. all the time, but this is a good a good mix of it. And I know, uh, like, when you talk about the art, the art is otherworldly. I would compare it. Like, oh, okay, it's not all One Punch Man level. It's not all that but i think there's some quality scenes where like a monster comes out or they're in the middle of a fight and you're like fuck this is really good like you could put this on a poster you could put this on a sandal on a flip-flop yeah yeah so uh really great i love dan to dan you gotta check it out so definitely a recommendation for sure i'm hyped if they animate this because i think it would do well i think people would love it um, it's just another one that probably like Spy Family where it's a shonen jump thing and they put it on there and it just explodes. So, um, and I think it would do well for animation. I think like we were talking about the art and just how like these, we have these battles, we have these probably cool colors because they're espers. Like we could definitely have something nice going on. All right. So with that said, I had to sit on my phone for a bit to find a not isekai uh, manga for Ozzy to read next week. Uh, but my choice the for coming up next week is called I Can't Be a Princess by Wakabayashi Toshia. So reading the summary. 
Cinderella comes from a very poor family. Her clothes are hand-me-downs from her brother, even her school uniform. So everyone always mistakes her for a boy. Even her close friend, White Horse Prince, who starts developing confusing feelings towards her, all while believing she's a boy. Snow White is the leader of a delinquent gang and falls in love with, with Cinderella at first sight, also believing her to be a boy. And that's kind of the plot right there. So Still a better story than Twilight. It's... <laughs> Definitely a better romance than Twilight. It's a slice of life comedy. Slice of life? The hell yeah. Snow White? <laughs> yeah, bro. It's a it's a school comedy. School life. School? Yeah. <laughs> they in school, man. Oh my god. <laughs> you went from the best thing you've recommended to probably the worst thing you've recommended. I don't know, man. You'll never you'll never know until you check it that out. That is true. No, uh, Dan and Dan was great, but we'll see how this one turns out. What what was it called? It's called uh, I Can't Be a Princess, although the full name is... That's enough. I yeah, mean, I'll just send you the full I Can't Be a Princess. The, the, Japan, the Japanese version is longer. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But that'll be the next one we read, so if you guys want to follow along with us when we tune in on the next episode, we'll we'll have some stuff to talk about. Probably the next season going into, uh, what, what would it be, uh, spring? No. Summer. Summer, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Excuse me. We got to do our highlight. Yeah, we got to look at our pre-summer. Yeah. We'll talk about definitely how some of the animes we talked about today finish and then what we look forward to the next season. And then uh, we'll definitely cover uh, I Don't Want to Be a Snow White Princess or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, man. Well, thanks as always to our listeners. You can shoot us an email at at RaleighAnime at gmail.com. Gmail Sounds good, you guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we hope to hear from you guys, and uh, see you next time. Well, I don't know. Will there be a next time after that? You're like, yeah, I'm not going to read this shit. <laughs> no, there'll be a next time. We'll be back. Okay, we'll sure. be back. Anyway, might be a few months. Days. 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 All right. Later. Bye.